The Gospel according to St. John, chapter 18. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate replied? Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders, but now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Now that I have the fans of Dragnet's attention, <laughs> the story you are about to hear is true. And I'm just going to leave out the name, because after 10 plus years of ministering to people, there aren't many names I haven't come across, and I don't want to think anybody thinks this is about them, so I'm not going to put any name in. But I've had a member come to me and visit with me, sit across the way from me in my office and say, Pastor, I, I just, I'm just so worried about the state of our world. I just see everything that's going on and, and it just, it, it terrifies me. And just look at our country. Look at what's going on. It's just a cesspool. Look at just how things are going. What do we do, Pastor? I'm just so worried about not only my life, but that of my, my kids and my grandkids. What do we do about it? And so, you know, being their pastor, thinking they're coming for spiritual advice, guidance from the scriptures, you know, of course I said, we're sure that, that Jesus rules over all things for the good of his church, and nothing, nothing in this world can overcome his church. And the response? Oh, Pastor, I know we talk about that stuff on Sundays, but come on. Come on, Pastor, what do we really need, right? We need better laws, don't we? We, we need our country to repent and turn to God. We, we need better leaders. We need more treaties, more summits. I haven't heard that from just one member. It's been many over the years concern and worry about the state of our nation and the affairs of our world. Here's another story that's true, and I won't share the name to protect the innocent. A member sitting across from me in my office saying, Pastor, I'm just so worried about my life. I mean, my health is just so unknown. I, I, I mean, every day it just seems to be some sort of new symptom, something new I've got to deal with. And my money situation. I, I, I just don't know how I'm going to get the bills paid. And my relationships are just a mess. My, my spouse and I just can't get along. My kids don't talk to me. My life is just an absolute mess. And I'm just worried about all of this, Pastor. And, and again, thinking that 
They're coming to their pastor. They want some spiritual encouragement from God's word. You assure them that it, I know things, things are tough. This life is hard. We've been never promised that it'd be a better roses, but, but Jesus is with us. And he promises that he's going to supply our needs for each day. And, and we don't have to worry. And, and look at all of these promises he makes to us. Yeah, but pastor, that, I don't need more promises. I don't need more talk. I need, I need money. <laughs> I need better health. I, I need peace in my relationships. You know, maybe, maybe we have more in common with the people in this account from John than we would first see at first glance. The reason that Jesus is here in front of the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, is because the religious leaders, the Jewish religious leaders, have, have brought them here, here, him here. All night long before this, there's been this kangaroo court putting him on trial for trumped-up charges. See, this, this Jesus has, has claimed to be the Messiah. He's claimed that he's the one that, that all of those Old Testament scriptures were about, that he is the fulfillment of them, that he's the one that God had promised to send. And the Jews said, uh-uh. Those religious leaders said, you're not the guy. Because you see, what they were looking for at Jesus' time was not the kind of Messiah Jesus was. They were looking for this political Messiah. They were looking for this, this king who would come to establish his reign here on this earth. To bring them back to the glory days of David. To get them that land of Israel back, that promised land. To make them wealthy and prosperous and, and bring peace to their lives again. Kick out those Romans and establish Israel as the superpower of the world. That's what they were looking for at Jesus' time. And, and Jesus didn't fit the bill. It's not what he preached. It's not what they saw. But he had a following. There were many people who were listening to him. Who were believing in him as the Messiah. And they needed to get rid of him. And so first they take him to the high priest Caiaphas, and they, they, they bring all these charges against him. And, and finally it's blasphemy that he claims to be the Son of God. He claims to be the Messiah. And they have to get rid of him. They want him dead. But they're under Roman rule. They have no authority to put somebody to death. And so they have to take him to the Roman governor, to Pilate. That's why he's here. Because they've rejected him. He's not the Messiah they've been looking for. He doesn't meet the needs that, he off, that, that, that they think they need. Maybe there's a little more to us than we realize with these religious leaders. Do we sometimes fall into that thinking that Jesus is there to make sure that I'm happy and bring peace to my life, to fix all my problems, to give me more money, better health, better relationships, that he's not really the Messiah we're kind of looking for. We, we want peace and prosperity here and now. And this Jesus doesn't seem to offer that. 
They bring him to Pilate. This is the morning of what we know Good Friday. And we have just a few verses here. And there's more that follows here in John about Pilate's interaction with Jesus. And you can go to the other three Gospels as well. That this uh, Jesus being brought before Pilate is in all four Gospels. And, and you can learn some other things about this conversation from those other Gospels as well. That, you know, filling in some other details that aren't here. But what's obvious from even just these few verses in front of us here, we find out what's going on with Pilate. We know where Pilate's at. Pilate's inquisitive about who this Jesus is. But he knew nothing before, it seems. And, and, and what Pilate seems to come, the conclusion he seems to come to is, you know, this guy might be crazy, talking about kingdoms from other places. But he's harmless. He's no threat. Pilate is focused on earthly kingdoms. Power. Authority And this Jesus doesn't have any. Look at him. He can't do anything. And then in the end, he hands him over to be crucified. Can we sometimes see a little bit of Pilate in ourselves? When we look a little closer. Oh, sure, here's this Jesus. But what can he do about anything going on in our world today? He has no authority. He has no power. I mean, look at all these things going on that are, that are just completely out of his control. He's not really king overall. Can he be? I mean, look. Look at what's going on. Think if we look a little closer. We can see ourselves in both these religious leaders who miss what Jesus is all about. Or even seeing Pilate in us who just dismisses what Jesus is all about. And if that's the case, we miss it or just dismiss it. And we're so focused on the things of this life. If we're so focused on my life and, and getting my life better, if we're so focused on, uh, on the worries and the troubles that we experience, if we're so overcome and overwhelmed by, by the affairs of the world and what we see going on, then we're going to miss out on the greater blessings, the greater things that, that this King Jesus longs to offer to us. Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. By saying that, he says, I am a king. I've got a kingdom. But Pilate, it's like nothing you've ever experienced, nothing you know. It's from a different place. And at the end of this conversation that we have here in this section, Jesus tells us why he came, why he was born, what his kingship is all about, what being part of this kingdom is really all about. He says... That the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. The truth. It's something that we all need to hear, isn't it? I, we, let's be honest, we don't always like to hear the truth, especially when it's hard to hear. But we need to hear it, don't we? 
And we need to hear the truth that the world won't tell us. Because this truth is not of this world. Because what the truth that the, the world tries to throw at you is, is you need to worry about everything. You should be concerned about the affairs of the world. The world will make you focus on, on the things of this life and, and all its temporariness. That's the truth the world throws at you, but Jesus has a different truth. He says, I came to testify to the truth. And what's that truth he came to testify to? The truth that this one who stands before a Roman governor, an earthly leader, a sinful human being, and did you catch it right at the beginning? Pilate summons Jesus. This one who is, allows these religious leaders to beat him and thrust that crown of thorns on his head and mock him and treat him this way, this is the very ancient of days himself. This is the Alpha and the Omega. This is the Son of God from eternity in flesh. We need to hear that truth. Be reminded who this is. Jesus says, I come to testify to the truth. The truth. That he is willing to face all this, not for anything he has done, but for everything that we have done. For every time that we have worried and fretted about our lives, for every time that we have become so consumed by the affairs of this world that we've taken our eyes off of God and his promises, that this Jesus didn't just go through this mocking and ridiculing and you know, having to stand before these earthly leaders, but no, you know what happens? You know what happens right after this. He's led out to a hill where he was hung on a cross and suffered and died for you and for me. We need to hear this truth of who this is. This one who is willing to wear a crown of thorns so that someday you, by God's grace, might wear a crown of life. We need to hear this truth of who this one is. That while all this is happening, what looks like a man helpless and hopeless is our king going to battle for us. To go and de defeat sin, to go to that cross and pay for every single sin, to go to that cross and to be able to cry out, it is finished, to do away with the work of our enemy uh, Satan, to crush his head, to do away with his evil work, that this king that we see so meekly and humbly and seemingly helpless and hopeless goes all the way to death to defeat death for us. Our king, who faces our greatest enemies and defeats them soundly. Our king, who rises from the dead and assures us of the truth that our grave cannot hold us either.
and that this king was risen and glorified and ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father above all rule and authority and power in this world. This is the truth we need to hear. This is the truth we have to hear and love to hear. The truth that this king, who loves us so much, who is willing to bleed and suffer and die for us, is the same king who says, I'm with you now. You are mine. Forever. And because we know this by God's grace, even though, even though I know you're going to walk out these doors and the, the troubles are going to come back, right? The worries about all different things in your life and you're going to listen to the news and you're going to you know, start to fret about the state of our nation and everything going on in our world. I know it's so tempting to take our eyes off of our king. By God's grace, we know who our king is and we know the truth of who he is and what he's done and what he still promises to us. And because of that, because we know this king who has a kingdom not of this world, because we know this truth that is not of this world, that means we are not of this world too. Jesus, on, on Monday, Thursday evening, so you know, really just hours before this takes place, told his disciples and us that you're in this world. You're going to have to continue to go through the troubles and the struggles. Right? You're going to look around and see all of these things happening. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. You're different. You don't look at life the same way as everybody else does. You don't look at death the same way as everybody else does. You are not of this world because you know the king of heaven and earth. You know the king who was crucified, risen, and ascended, and ruling for you. You are not of this world. You're different. You have a different purpose, a different outlook on life, a, a different way to, to, to view all of the, the struggles and trials that you go through. And, and as you look at the state of the affairs of our world, you know that this isn't it. You are not of this world. As part of God's kingdom, you are his right now and forever. The worries of life do not consume us. The, the, the affairs of this world do not make us fret and become terrified. Because we know the truth. A truth that's not of this world. That we are not of this world. And what we get to do is to take this truth that we know by God's grace. And we get to proclaim it. To a world that needs to hear it. Because we still are in this world. And there's a truth that the world needs to hear. The truth of Jesus. Who says, I am the truth. And it is only this truth that can truly set you free from worry. And fretting about this life. This truth of our King Jesus is the only truth that can really give you joy in this life and hope beyond the grave. Friends, you know this King. You know this truth that reveals him to you. 
You know who you are by his grace, part of his kingdom, to proclaim this truth to the world. May God grant it. Amen.